Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 88 for Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. Hey, onesies, how are you guys doing this week? It still feels weird to feel, to feel, still feels weird to say 2019. Doesn't feel like another year. I've listened to, I've actually done a few shows this last week that I'll be telling you about a little bit later on. Uh, got a new whip, all that fun stuff, but it's funny, even doing those shows, comics are like, ah, you know, it's 2018, you know, and then audience are like, 19, because everyone needs to correct other people right? Insecurity is still rampant this day and age in 2019 that people still feel the need to correct you, right? It's like someone stammers, right? If I was in conversation, I was like, it's strange to feel, to feel, oh, to feel, to feel, <laughs> stupid. Um, I, I, I travel in very aggressive circles. Welcome to the podcast, guys. As usual, it starts awkwardly because that's what I bring to the table. I am very, very excited this week, guys. I got my car. I got my car and it is frightening. Right. Whenever you get something new, right. Luckily, whoever did the tinting on the window, uh, scratched the inside a little bit. So there's a nice hefty little slice out of the side. Hefty. No, in, in my eyes, since it's a new vehicle, it's hefty, but there's cosmetic damage to the vehicle already, which is great because everybody knows when you get a new vehicle, that first scratch, being afraid of that very first scratch is terrifying. So to have one in the vehicle right from the get-go to get into it already with a scratch is a great way to start. Now I don't have to worry about that first scratch. It's already there. It's on the inside where no one sees it either. Oh, amazing. Um, so yeah, I got my new, my new car. I'm very excited about that. I did a bunch of stuff last week. I did all sorts of, you know, all the whole and, you know, getting insurance changed over just admin stuff for a new vehicle. Okay. But I haven't done that too many times in my life. So it's always like, oh, did I get this right? And do I need that? And what about this? And what about that? I had to switch up a bunch of tires, right? I mean, everyone knows storing tires is a pain in the ass, but when you have them from two different vehicles, it's an even bigger pain in the ass, right? I had to swap them from, um, you know, my place to mom's to, you know, bringing them into the dealership for them to put on because it's winter time, right? So I had to bring the winters in to the dealership so they could put them on the new car when it arrived on Wednesday. Uh, I had to come home and put the all seasons away in, uh, you know, in the shed, plus take the uh, Fitz tires out of the shed where it is and then transport them over to my mother's house. So I actually managed to bring in, uh, the car came in on Wednesday and uh, I managed to do all that stuff before uh, they gave it to me. So I was picking it up Friday morning. Uh, this was last Friday, of course. And on Thursday, I basically did all the shuffling around. So picked up, picked up, or brought in the tires, the snow tires in the fit, because they were at home, uh, brought them in, got the other tires from them. Um, what else? I think I, I dropped them off on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. So Wednesday, I dropped their tires off to them. Not that this is even super important, but the idea is I think I brought the tires into them on Wednesday. Yeah, must have been. Must have been. And then I brought um then what the fuck did I do? Sorry, I've lost my tire train of thought. Just trying to remember. Not that any of this is even important to you guys. Timelines are not important. The point is brought them in on Monday, came to pick them back up because I didn't want them to throw. I don't know about you guys, but I've had experience with with mechanics where they're kind of rough. So I'm like, I don't want them to throw you know, four all season tires in the back of my new vehicle. So I'm like, I'll tell you what, since you guys need two days to get everything ready, let me come in and pick up the all seasons. I'll drive them home. I got to swap them around anyways. That way, when I pick up the vehicle on Friday, I get to drive out of there with not a bunch of cargo or anything like that. So basically that's all I was doing. A bunch of switching around, getting excited, getting all my paperwork in order, get my right, 
you know, details to the right people and all that stuff. Friday morning comes, oh man. And I got to have a great breakfast with Crystal because I couldn't drive to the dealership because I, I can't leave with two vehicles. Right. So, um, Crystal and I had breakfast. It was great. Went out to summer haze. Oh, excuse me. Had a nice, uh, brekkie together. I'm rushing a little bit too. Cause I got some stuff going on with the car today, but, um, yeah, so uh, we had breakfast. Uh, Summer Haze was great. We had to hang out for a little bit. And then she dropped me off at the dealership to pick up my car, which is awesome because it's way the fuck out in Barhaven. So um, it she basically came across the city to see me. And then we drove an equal distance, you know, away to that. So it was just a bit, a lot of driving for her that day. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, you know, and of course, on, on, on the busiest traffic day of the week, Friday, especially in this city. So that was fun. Um, drop me off, pick up the car. I had a lot of fun with the, uh, the sales guy, Chris, he's, he's quickly becoming a buddy, which is great. Um, so we picked up the vehicle, did all the, you know, here's how you program this. Let me download these apps. So your thing connects to the car properly. Uh, Chris, Chris and the team at, uh, at, at, uh, Barhaven Honda went out of their way to put, uh, a bow on the vehicle. Cause it was so funny when I bought it back in like September, I was joking with Narong, my friend that, uh, you know, I'm picking up in January, mid-January. I go, well, mid-January is my birthday. So I go, if we pick that up mid-January, I want you guys to put a fucking bow on it. Happy birthday. That's <laughs> just fucking around with them. And I totally forgot, but I guess Narong didn't. So that's how, that's how important customer service is to these guys. I said, I wanted something. He made sure he had it. So even though Narong is in Cambodia, he reached out to Chris and was like, you got to find a bow to put on it. That was part of the deal. <laughs> So I got pictures on Instagram of my new car with a bow on it. And then they stuffed, they stuffed the back with balloons too, which was again, the, the extra effort of doing that. That was hysterical. I appreciate that. Super funny. So, uh, yeah, that was great. No, I had a great time pick up the car. Um, but I had some other stuff to do. Nothing. I'll waste your guys time with, but I basically ended up driving home, leaving the vehicle there and getting a bunch of other stuff done. Like I, I haven't really done a lot of driving with it. If I'm being honest, and the reason being is just that it, it needs a couple things. I got some tinting being done today. They tinted the front windows for me, but because it's regular tint, it does look a little different. The two colors from the inside, like one of them looks yellow. One of them looks blue, kind of like you're wearing a pair of sunglasses with one side being just regular sunglasses. The other side, having that sort of polarity thing or whatever. Um, so it looks a little different, but not to mention now I, I had said this before last week. I know I, I went way too long on tint. Peter made me aware of this, but. Just somebody had asked to like, why don't you just take, if you're having issues matching the tint, why don't you just take the tint off the back windows and redo that? So that was the question. And I meant this to, to address this the last podcast, but of course, when I'm rambling on about shit, I miss important points to talk about unimportant ones when it comes to vehicle tints. And actually it's funny because as soon as I tell you guys this, you can look at it when you're on the roads with vehicles and you're going to see it all over the place. So vans and SUVs pretty much 99%, you know, pretty much 99% of the time come with the back windows tinted, the front ones not. And the reason being is of course for privacy on bigger vehicles where there's families and you know more cargo and whatnot like that. But they actually don't tint the windows in terms of putting like a film on them. They're actually factory tinted in the sense that the, the glass itself has got dye in it. So when, when Peter and I were going around and we we're trying to, everyone's talking about tinting the black back ones, different colors and layering this over that. And we're, we, you know, I just kept thinking like, you know, like, why don't you just take the tint off? You know what I mean? Like, but that's the, that's why you can't take it off is it's not tint. It's actually dyed glass. So in case you ever have a type of vehicle like that and you go through the process of tinting, know that it's not that they're, they're being difficult. Like, well, we can't take off the factory tint. It's not like it's harder to get off or something. It's in the glass. So there's, there is no, you know, 
take the back, unless you want to go ahead and get new glass panels put on. But I think that would cost you a lot more than just layering tint. So there you go. That's how tinting works on an SUV or a van, which I've never run into before because I've only had sedans. So that's, that's what I'm doing today. I went with uh, Peter to Goldwing, as I mentioned, and I talked to those guys about the ceramic tint and the ceramic tint keeps the, uh, the heat out. So one of the things is I did this week was I went back and I saw them, I believe it was on Friday actually to figure out, you know, what would it cost me to put the ceramic tint on? Because now I know with the two color differences, I'm like, I need to, I, I'd like the colors to match up. And at the same time, I want to get that ceramic on there because with a black vehicle, it can get hot particularly quick. Also to my listeners all over the world, it has been cold as fuck in Ottawa the last few days. So ever since I got my vehicle, I barely want to be outside because of the fact that it's so fucking cold. So I got the vehicle on Friday. I did a bunch of prep and, and running around and then I had a show Friday night. So I actually, because I had to bring a bunch of equipment, I actually took mom's car, <laughs> my old uh, fit, uh, cause it's a road warrior. It's full with dirt right now and everything like that, just from all the in and out of Ubering. So I, uh, I borrowed her car since I still hadn't given it to her yet. And, uh, I did the show with that, put the equipment in the back of that and drove it to, uh, to the gig that car also i know here's the here's the biggest reason it wasn't to be like a dick and be like oh i'm gonna throw the equipment in a bad car a the car is not bad nothing wrong with it it's like good in condition it's just dirty secondly i know how the equipment fits in my fit and we're talking about carrying like spotlights and stuff with like long legs and shit so i just figured until i've had an opportunity to pack that car and not in an urgent quick way i uh i'm like i'm just gonna use the fit i know how everything fits into it and i'm not worried that something's gonna topple over because i put it the wrong way and scratch a seat or something if you guys know anything about jason's equipment from absolute he's got like if something breaks like a pipe breaks they use these like i'll have to take a picture of it for you guys so you can see but they will repair it with like jagged metal and they'll just like use you know tube straps like garden hose straps to strap a big piece of metal to like two broken pieces of pipe so that's now holding the pipes together like it's it's so hackneyed and jagged and rough that it's like like i said if that topples over in the car and hits the side of a seat that's going to slice a leather seat open or scratch the shit out of it so basically i was just making sure that i didn't wreck my car on the first day that i got it so i used the fit just in case anyone's like what a dick um so i did that uh friday picked up the car organize this tinting. So I'm getting the ceramic tint done today. Um, I picked that up in a couple hours. So you might feel a bit like this podcast is being rushed. And some of you might be like, you know what? How the fucking Louie sick of this guy rumbling his mouth off all the time. Um, but yeah, so did that Saturday. Uh, I basically swapped the cars over. So gave mom her car, uh, cleaned it all out for her, all my stuff out of the way, showed her how to use stuff. I don't know if you've ever tried to teach like a 65 year old, how to pair their Bluetooth car, you know, phone with their car. But there was, there was moments of frustration. Luckily I have a storage locker and, uh, in that storage facility, there's like a drive-in heated climate controlled bay. So that's what I did because just trying to take the shit out of my car and my driveway and all that freezing my ass off. We just went in there and that made it nice and easy, brought some bags with us or whatever and swapped everything over, connected her vehicle stuff, disconnected mine. I still don't know. There's so many features on my new vehicle. I still have no idea how to use it. I need to actually have 10 minutes to rub together to sit down and read the manual so I know what everything does, but there's a lot of features in it and I still don't know how to use them. So, um, very excited. It's going to be fun. I just need like an hour, not in, you know, negative 27 to, to sit in the car and just learn some of the stuff and, and not be in a rush to go to a show or something. I'm not trying to bitch. I got to, I, things are going great right now. I'm busy. Just, just I'm busy and, and need some time to, to dick around with the car. So 
uh, gave her the fit. Then I did a show. I did one of my favorite shows of the entire year. Uh, I bartended slash did a show for Gray Bar. They're uh, a North American company and they sell electronics equipment to contractors and things like that. Uh, last year I talked about it. So if you want to go back to, you know, a year ago, you'll hear how much fun I had the very first time. But, um, I basically get a gig bartending for them. So I spend the evening bartending. They got maybe 30, somewhere around 30 employees and they all come in and they get fucking hammered and, uh, they're great fun. They're great people. They have great attitudes. They love fucking with me. I fuck with them back. But we, we joke around. They were busting my balls the first 10 minutes that I was there. Some of them are showing up with cocktail shakers saying like, those cocktails you made last year were good, but you need to shake them. They weren't mixed properly because I, I basically mixing in like throwaway shot glasses. So um, no, it was it was a great time this year. Now this year they got a murder mystery in. They hired me to do a comedy show again, but we were supposed to do it originally during an intermission of this murder mystery. And uh, oh, there's the phone. Bada bing, bong, boom. Connected to everything. Hey, so... Um, yeah, maybe I should turn that, <laughs> the notifications down. Let's go into airplane mode on this one. Hey, hey. So yeah, um, apologize guys, but you know me, we got really bad production value on this podcast. I'm never paying attention to what's going off all at once. Um, what was I going to say? Fucking brain. Yeah. The murder mystery, right? They, uh, we were supposed to go on myself and, uh, my buddy, Jeff McKay, who I talk about all the time on the podcast. Cause Jeff and I work together all the time. Uh, we were going to do like a 20 minute show during their intermission, but then we found out like a day or two beforehand that the intermission is actually, uh, the, the murder mystery people actually have plans for the audience. They do take an intermission, but they have something for the audience to do during said intermission. So they were like, can you guys go on afterwards? We're like, sure. No problem. We just didn't know when afterwards was. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've never seen a murder mystery before. So every time in my head, I think murder mystery, I think about the television type ones that they do, not just television theme, but like you see on TV where it's like a murder mystery, they come to a house and it looks all like old Victorian and they do all the old, oh, Sherlock Holmes, did you blah, 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 blah. Like this one that they did, was that a good description? I think it was all over the place there. I just feel like, oh, when you go to a murder mystery, like it's all sets and props and stuff, I guess. And I feel like it's classic murder mystery, like Agatha Christie and shit kind, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas this was like, they were all like Jersey people and they were all dressed modern and they just stand in the middle of the room and like, and like basically perform monologues and then like a back and forth dialogue. It's not, it didn't feel so much acting as it did feel monologues. And here's, here's the biggest thing. Here's why I can't give it like a, a full on, you know, review and synopsis is I, missed the first part of the story. In fact, I missed the first, you know, half of the show. So when you're learning the characters and the murder itself and all that shit. So later in the episode or pff, episode later in the, uh, the performance, I, I came in like the, the reason gray bar is so cool is like, I wanted to do a good job. They're paying me. So I want to give them what they need. So when the murder mystery started, I stayed out in the hall behind the bar, ready to serve drinks. Should anyone come out and want one problem is Nobody wanted to. They're all sitting in there watching the murder mystery. Totally get it. And they even invited me. They're like, why don't you come in and watch it with us? I was like, I just want to make sure I'm here. If you guys want to, I don't want you, someone needs a drink and I'm sitting in here, you know, watching the fucking thing, you know, like they're great to me. They're great people. They kept saying, Josh, your family now, you've been here a few years, your family now, we love you. Come by anytime you're here every year. If you want to come back, I was like, they, they love me and I love them. I, I even told them it is, it is by and large my favorite Christmas party to do all year. Now I have a lot of ones that I absolutely love and that come close, but, but the gray bar one is my absolute favorite, absolute favorite. So 
Um, and I'm sorry to all the other ones that, that I love. I do love you guys too, but, but by and large, like they're basically like, Hey, do you want to show up, get paid to pour us drinks, drink yourself. Every time we call you away from the bar to just come hang out with us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just come hang out with us. They, they fed us. They fed Jeff and I, they, they had a, t a great seat for us at the table to watch the murder mystery and everything like that. So all I got to see was them pleading their cases. Like they stood in a line in front of the room and like pled their cases and stuff. So it's hard. It's like the difference between somebody giving you like an escape room in a box or going to an escape room where you're in the room and the theme, like the whole room has been designed theme. Obviously I get that if it's traveling, you know, it's like having a caterer going to a restaurant, like it's it different. Right. But it was, uh, it was interesting, but not what I expected. You know what I mean? And I guess they said that they do have like sort of a residency at a, at a restaurant downtown. So maybe they're able to, to sort of do more props, but they, they definitely, um, I mean, they, they definitely put on a good performance. They stayed in character. Even when they came over to me in the hallway, like they would leave exit stage, right. And, and come into the hallway to go into their dressing room. But that's where I was. So they'd come by and they'd ask for a drink, but they'd ask in character. So that was interesting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I'd fuck with them. Cause that's what I do. Um, they wanted shots, man. I made them shots all night. They love their liquid cocaines. They love their, their, uh, cinnamon toast crunch, which is rum chata and fireball. Um, they love their porn stars, right? Bulls blue and, uh, red sourpuss. Like they were just absolute goofballs. I love them. They're so much fun. They get fucking hammered and even more funny. I was making them prairie fires and forest fires and, uh, and they were drinking them. They were just nutballs. Um, I didn't over serve anyone just in case it sounds like I did. Like I was making sure that everyone was being paced. I probably went over the government allotted amount of drinking, but in terms of just giving someone alcohol poisoning, like you can't servers can't serve you two pints legally within the same hour, but they do, right? You have a pint, have another one 30 minutes later, you just watch your customers, make sure no one's dying. But in terms of going over smart serve on the record, no, uh, <laughs> no, I, of course, of course I didn't over serve anyone according to smart serve standards, tap, tap the nose. Um, but yeah, they had a great time. I was there until like one o'clock. Like, we never even discussed what time I'd be done bartending, basically. But but eleven by after eleven o'clock, it was just Josh, come play rock band with us. Josh, come play this with us. Josh, come over here and take pictures with us. Josh, come on, we're doing a family. We're doing a big group shot. Josh, your family, come come take pictures. You come here. You're in the group shot. Yeah, you're in the, the the Christmas party photo. All that. It was fun. Great time. Great bar. Big thanks to Mish. Big thanks to Mickey. Big thanks to Steph, who's my friend who originally got me the the gig last year. She Steph used to bartend, but she was in Cuba last year. They got me and, uh, I think I've taken her job now. I think I've taken her job. No, it was a, it was a great time. So thank you, Steph. Thanks, Mish. Thanks, Mickey. Thank everybody who was there. I love that Christmas party. I will keep coming back every year as long as I'm free and you guys will have me. It is uh, a super, super, super pleasure to be a part of those lunatics Christmas party. I love it. I love it. They're wonderful people. I can't imagine what they're like professionally. Cause they're like, we're just, we're just really laid back, man. They, they do amazing business. Their, their numbers, like just in terms, I don't want to sound like it's like a goddamn gong show, but their numbers are super high. They're like, we work hard, we play hard. And I, I challenge anyone. I challenge any business to put on a Christmas party the way these guys did open bar for their staff. Right. They just, that reason they hire me is they just want to make sure that nobody's too, like there was a few people that I had to say, you know what, I, I can give you one more for now, but you know, give me, give me 30 minutes before you need another one. I want to make sure that you don't die, you know, because of the alcohol consumption. So there's a few people I had to like pace, but that's the thing, right. Is, is 
They want everyone to have a good time. They don't want their employees to pay for anything. It's just they hire a bartender to make sure that, you know, people aren't just grabbing their own drinks willy-nilly, pouring themselves three, four-ounce rum and Cokes. You know what I mean? So anyways, Gray Bar, amazing people. Thank you so much for having me. It was absolutely amazing. I um, did some errands with mom yesterday, Sunday. I got to tell you guys, I'm recording this on uh, Monday. I usually do that Tuesday, but I'm recording Monday because I have a big week ahead of me that I'm working 12-hour days. So I won't be able to record this uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. So you're listening to this from the Monday. Um, so when I was, did some errands with the old lady, make sure that her, you know, she's got all of her questions answered. The spare key that I gave her was actually dead. So I did just, you know, go and get a battery replacement, just a little bullshit, nothing important, nothing interesting, nothing worth talking about. I think I actually missed telling you guys about Friday night show, which was an IT department, uh, called rogue wave and, uh, Matt Carter, the, the very funny Matt Carter, who I was working with that night made a joke about how rogue wave sounds like a natural disaster in a third world country. Um, but uh, they were an IT group. That was a fun, fun show as well. Only it started like an hour, fuck, hour and a half late almost. Maybe, an, well, definitely an hour, maybe, and I not quite an hour and a half. It was, point being is they were a fun group, but they were tired. Um, it was uh, it was about a bit longer show than the show Jeff and I did. Jeff and I did 10 minutes each and we destroyed at the Gray Bar show. Uh, Matt and myself were each doing 20 and and it was late. Again, I had a full day of picking up my vehicle, running around, doing errands, paperwork, everything. I was toast before I got there. and uh, But I had a chance to, to speak with Matt and his lovely wife. We we hung out for that whole hour, just shooting the shit, whatever. And then uh, and then did the show call it a night, you know? Um, IT people are interesting. I always make fun of them because I'm like, you guys are the ones that sit in cubicles all day and talk only to computers. So this whole social thing is scary to you. Like they, uh, you know, kind of a hacky joke, but at one point they like started yelling out, they're like, oh, that's CB4 code. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get computer stuff, guys. I'm like, I know I'm, I'm fat and I have glasses. That's very misleading. I don't know anything about computers. I don't know computer code or speak or anything like that. Uh, I know what vagina tastes like. We have that, you know, that's our difference. You guys can program computers and I, I crush puss every time. <laughs> That's <laughs> a stupid thing. No, I just, but that's, and that's the hacky part. It's like, oh, I know what a vagina. Yeah, it's like the old thing, right, nerds? You guys, you guys know how to play your video games, but I know what pussy tastes like. This is amazing. I've wrapped up my week in 21 minutes. I feel good. I feel like I've told you very little about it, but I've told you that. I basically lived and breathed auto and, and stuff. You know, I'm also not finished telling you about the week, but uh, last night, my buddy, my buddy, Mikey, who I have not seen since him and I went to Los Angeles together, uh, Mikey reached out and, uh, I remember I was talking to him in the afternoon and he's like, uh, what are you up to? I'm like, well, I, I just got back from a bunch of errands and I'm hanging out at home, but you know, if you want to swing by, feel free. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of low pro tonight. I got shit to do. And, uh, and I didn't hear back from him. And then he just, he swung by and was like, oh, what's up? <laughs> so later in the night, uh, I actually got to visit with Mike a little bit, which is great. Cause I haven't seen him since the vacation. Right. So we spent like nine days together and then we just didn't hang out first. We've touched base a couple of times just to say, Hey man, haven't, haven't forgotten about you, you know, but, uh, but Mikey's doing well. He's still, he's still writing all the time. He's still doing tons of comedy. So it was great to just, he's only here for a little bit because I was wiped and I had to go to bed, but, uh, it was just, it was cool. Cool to see him. I'm glad he's doing good. You know, like I said, and Mikey, Mikey and I first, you know, met, met through open mic Mondays, but you know, this podcast was one of the things that, that brought him and I together closer as friends. You know, he listened, we hung out you know, mutual, mutual things. I don't know. I, I, again, I value that of this podcast. All right. Plowing ahead, man, I'm gonna make this fastest podcast ever today. Dropped off the, uh, the HRV to get its windows tinted. And, uh, and then on my way home, I, uh, 
I noticed my call, my phone was, uh, was, was not able to make calls. Every time I hit call, it was like call failed. Now it's been doing that for the last few days, but every time it's done that, like everyone has that phone thing. We hit the call, it goes call failed. You go, oh fuck, cancel, dial again and it works, right? Well, I've had it happen a few times in the last days where all I could do, it would not make a call no matter who I called it, just said call fail, call fail. So what I did was I would hard reset the phone. I'd be able to make a call or two and then it would die. I could receive incoming calls, but it wouldn't make outgoing. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if if I was actually having the same issue on the back end where I wasn't receiving calls either. You know what I mean? Long story short, I went to make a call today and it was like call failed. I'm like, you know what? I got to get this resolved because if I'm not getting calls and I'm not able to make calls, that could affect me business-wise. So I drove all the way to the Apple store. I got a new phone. Uh, they were good. They were good because I've had issues with my signal before and they did the, the software and then sent me on my merry way. So today I, I did it again. I was like, look guys, I, I need this to work and I've already had antenna issues. So they, they just replaced it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Apple. Thank you, Robin, uh, who helped me at the Apple store. Really appreciate that. Um, and then, yeah, so now I'm, now I'm, We've been waiting the vast majority of the early day afternoon for all my apps to download back on my phone to, I got to repair my watch. My watch is being a bitch saying like some things are paired, but then when I try to add like a Apple pay thing, it's like your watch isn't paired. I'm like, we just did something phone to watch that worked, you know? So it's just, that's, that's what it is. You guys, you guys know the days I'm talking about. There's a day where like, you got to replace your phone or something. And then that day just becomes a tech day where you got to like reset all your apps, log back in, download everything again, you know, do all your software updates, then pair it with all your Bluetooth devices. Like just when you do that, you're like the thing could, the, the transaction itself could be particularly painless, but the amount of like download time and whatever, it just, you know what I'm talking about when I say a tech day, right? You just get to a day where you're like, that's it tech. That's all I'm doing. So that's been my week doing the podcast. Now I'll tell you guys more, you know, next week, maybe we'll find out if you guys like the little 20 minute abbreviated version, or if maybe me running my mouth about things is a little better. Um, few things this week. I meant to talk about this last week. I have been nominated for the faces magazine, uh, Ottawa's favorite comedian award. I won it the first two years it was out. I've been nominated every single year since. Um, but early in my career, uh, other comics. And this was something when I was new, I thought everyone was happy for each other. This is something about the stand-up comedy scene, generally speaking everywhere. I have yet to have anyone argue with me about their particular city scenes, but everybody at the amateur level is usually friends. Everyone's hanging out. They're all buddies. They're all peers until somebody starts to pull ahead of the rest of the pack. And then you just watch everyone get jealous and envious and, and, you know, just generally, you know, jealous of, of the other person. And then everybody starts shitting on that person, right? Trying to claw them back and break them down. Well, one of the first things that happened to me in my career was I, I saw the mag, there's a local magazine here called faces. It was owned by a different person, a friend of mine, Kyle, um, way back when it first started. And I saw this thing. It was basically just a, a thing that showcased local business owners, local people of inter inter uh, interest, Jesus, um, in Ottawa. And I was like, Oh, that's a cool magazine. So I reached out to them and, I asked them to, you know, if I could do an interview or whatever. And they're like, yeah, sorry, we haven't got any interviews. Like we've got all of our next, you know, few months interviews booked up. And I was like, all right. So fast forward a few months later, um, I actually got uh, a, a message from one of the guys at Faces. And uh, and he was like, hey, man, I'd love to do, I believe it was Kyle. And he's like, hey, man, we could do uh, an interview if you like. I saw your show the other night. I was like, yeah, man, I, I called you guys a while back asking if I could do an interview. He's like, oh, cool. So we, we got together, we discussed, uh, you know, about, about doing a feature or whatever on the, in the faces magazine. And 
I asked him, uh, you know, what would it take to, to, you know, be the cover feature of a, of an issue. And of course, you know, not really knowing the, the magazine world or whatever, he's like, well, that's sort of something that we sell in terms of advertisement or whatever. But because he got along with me, liked, he liked me, I liked him. He gave me a really good deal on it. So I ended up early in my career going, well, fuck it. That's a good way to, to promo me in some shows. So I, I bought the, the cover and we did the, the interview and all that stuff. We did a two page spread. It was great. It was, ab- it was so much fun, had a great time. Everything was cool. And that same, um, that same issue, uh, of the magazine was the first time that they ever did the, you know, faces, uh, awards, whatever. So you'd nominate people, you know, your favorite comedians, your favorite, you know, bartenders, your favorite people of interest in the, the Ottawa industries. And because I was on the cover, a lot of people nominated me as favorite comedian. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's how it worked. Um, there's, there's definitely nominations. And then the next month there's a vote. So it could have been that I was nominated the month before. And then the, the, the month that you vote for everything, my face is on the cover. So I got a lot of votes that way. So I won it the first year and, and that first year that I won the award, everyone was like, why is Josh winning the Ottawa's best comic? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's Ottawa's favorite, not Ottawa's best. Many guys better than me. Um, but I also got lucky because I campaigned for it and I, I had a lot of people voting for me just cause I was on the cover. But I remember like four or five months later, um, I saw Kyle had posted that they were looking for a sales guy. And of course I wasn't working when I first started stand up. So I said they were looking for like a sales guy for faces. And I said, well, what did the sales entail? And basically it ended up being that they were looking for someone just to sell advertising in the magazine. It was commission based. You could do it in your own time. But if you, if you wanted to try to sell businesses ads, you could, I, th- I tried it very temporarily and just, just, it wasn't the kind of thing. It wasn't all over the city. It was a little difficult to, to sell advertising space in the magazine, but I, I, when I first signed up with them, they made me business cards and everything like that it was great. But what happened was the comics like you work for faces now. It's like, yeah, I sell some advertising. They're like, oh, no wonder you won. You gave yourself the award. I'm trying to give you guys all the context just to see like why it was. But basically the first year I won this award comics were like, oh, you gave it to yourself. I'm like, I don't, I don't work there. Like I don't, I wasn't, in, I didn't work there when these awards came out. I won it through votes. So basically it took something I won that I was kind of happy about. And they just shit on it. Like the whole community was like, oh yeah, you gave it to yourself. No big deal. They just shit on the award. And I was like, oh, well that's, that's a bummer. Something that I was kind of happy about got taken away. And that's the thing too, right? It tells you about personal, you know, your personality insecurities and shit like that. The fact that I would be able to let other people take something from me just by them, you know, shitting on it or whatever. But, um, so I was like, oh, bummer. So the next year when the awards came out, I didn't want to have anything to do with them. You know, uh, the comments, as soon as the nominations came out, people were commenting already. Oh, you're going to give it to yourself again this year. You're going to let a real comic win it. Like just shit like that. So I had nothing to do with it. The problem though, is that I was co-hosting, uh, a radio show occasionally with my buddy, Dylan black and Dylan was, uh, nominated for best radio personality. And he was nominated for, um, best humanitarian. He's a great, great dude, good friend of mine and does a lot of humanitarian work. So he was actually on the radio every day, reminding people, Hey guys, vote for me on the faces that da, da, da. and because I co-hosted, he was actually plugging people to, to vote for me as the best, uh, favorite comic again. And I won it the second year and I took shit for it again, being told, yeah, you gave it to yourself. And I go, looks, I didn't even nominate. I didn't ask anyone to vote. I didn't do a thing this year, but I had a radio personality telling people to vote for me. And I got votes that way. So what happened was this is a award that I was happy to have won the first time became something that was a nightmare to me. 
And because it just ended up being something I got ridiculed for and, and berated. And like I said, even, even the, the, the spreading lies of the whole, you gave it to yourself. It really, it really took away any joy that I could have from winning. Like imagine someone not wanting to win an award because, you know, not even wanting to be nominated, which is stupid. You shouldn't let what other people think of you, you know, influence you. But I did. That's, that's who I was then. And it's still many, many aspects of who I am now. It's, it's funny. Like I, Way too much of a people pleaser, and I care way too much what other people think of me. But I'm owning it. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm owning it. So I remember ever since every year I get nominated, and luckily they started putting other comics like Tom Green and you know other people who who from Ottawa, you know John Doerr and shit like that. And every year, I think every year since Tom Green has won, except for like maybe one or two times, it's it's someone else who like you know a local guy who got himself nominated and campaigned for it. And you know what? nothing people shit on it's like oh hey vote for me wow i got an award because i got people to vote for me it's like yeah that's what campaigning is an election is getting people to vote for you it's not like oh he's the best one for the job because he's the best one for the job no it's like he got the most votes that's how it works if you get the most you win that's that's how it is so there's nothing wrong with campaigning for some man you work hard if you can convince more people to do it then i then you should deserve it i mean right if you're if you're the best and no one else wants to vote for you well then this guy deserves it whatever Fact of the matter is though, fast forward. Um, it's funny, the last few years, every year I get a message from Faces going like, Congratulations, you've been nominated again. I'm like, oh fuck. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn over a new leaf and I'm going to allow myself to be mildly excited at the idea because I'm trying to jumpstart my comedy career in uh in 2019. So all of this story is to say that every year that Faces magazine, it's been the magazine's been sold to another company and they still do it. But the fact of the matter is I'm still on there every year. And when it happens, I just ignore it. I don't campaign. I don't ask anyone for a vote, anything like that, because it had a, a negative connotation, but trying to be a new me and get rid of old insecurities. So I will tell you guys that Faces Magazine has yours truly nominated as Ottawa's favorite comedian. Um, so if you guys want to go on and vote, um, I don't have a URL for you. Huh? How about that? But if you go to Faces, if you Google Faces Magazine Awards, uh, you should be able to find it there. Let me see if I can bring it up for you real quick here faces yep let's spell it with a v faces magazine awards and uh it comes up almost right away faces facesmag.ca is what they've got here and let's see what the slash is maybe i can get you guys right to it if you're willing to do that for me you can do it. Yeah. Facesmag.ca slash awards. And you can, uh, you can go on, you can vote for all sorts of people on there, but, uh, or they'll have a link somewhere close. It's not loading very quick. Cause my fucking apps are loading. All right. Look at me, a big, long story to ask for your help. And I'm not prepared for it. Story of my life, long winded, no action. Okay. So if you guys want to do that, that'd be great. Um, also in Ottawa, something kind of negative, And I appreciate I've had some friends, uh, some of you podcast listeners reach out to me to see if I'm okay. And everyone I'm love is okay. I really appreciate that. Um, there's another bus accident here in Ottawa, uh, with one of those goddamn double deckers, Ottawa. I don't know how many years it's been now. It feels like it could be like 10 years now. Things go by so fast, but, um, do, 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 do. Hey, Ottawa OC transpo has, um, has double decker buses. Um, years ago, there was a, uh, driver of a double decker bus who drove it onto the train tracks, got hit by a train and killed a bunch of people. Um, and just a few days ago, there was a double decker bus that was on the Ottawa transit way, which is where just the buses go. And it drove into an overhang at one of the bus stops, like bus shelters, a big, big bus sort of station. 
and drove into the overhang, killed three people, injured 20-something others. A few people lost limbs and stuff like that as a result. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's two of these double-decker accidents in not too, too long with just, you know, and everyone's like, well, both cases, it was the driver that drove the bus in. I'm like, yeah, but... I haven't seen any accidents like that with regular buses. I'm starting to think that maybe Skynet has taken over with these double-decker buses, man. Conspiracy theory, first one of 2019. I say that like I've got them all the time. I don't. But I think that Skynet is driving these bus drivers insane. It's like it's like the happening, right? I could write the sequel to the M. Night Shyamalan movie since this fucking idiot thinks that he can. he's making his own Avengers now. Glass, glass is coming out. Yeah, it's Samuel Jackson and Bruce. What, what's going on, M. Night? Uh, I think I'm going to take a shitty movie that I made a really long time ago and try to make like, I made like another shitty movie called Split. And now I'm trying to put all of it together. Like it's like my shitty Avengers. That's what I'm going to do. And then the twist at the end is going to be that the trees make everyone kill themselves. At the very last scene, you're just going to see the wind blow through the trees and then someone puts a gun to their head and blow. I'm going to tie all my movies together from now on. And that's the twist. It started 20 years ago. And then when the person blows their head off, they're going to look over their shoulder and they're going to see Haley Joel Osment as like a 20 something year old now who goes, oh my God, I see dead people, you guys. Um, That's... That's stupid. The point is, is that I think that the sequel to The Happening should be that instead of trees making you go insane and kill yourself, it's the exhaust fumes from these double-decker buses, and these drivers have been breathing them in too long, and now they're trying to kill everybody, right? It's just like bird box. <laughs> bird bus box. There you go. <laughs> that's, the next, that's the next one. Man, I should be getting money for all this, right? Give, giving away all these fucking, what do they call them? Oh, why can't I think of words? Jesus Christ, not pilot. Jesus Christ. There's a word for it, for fuck's sakes. It's like not tonic or, or uh, I hate myself so much. And the worst is I can't let it go until I figure out what it is. There's a word for, word for movie idea. And of course I misspell it, word for movie idea. Uh, word, word list movie charades idea. That's not what I asked about. Oh. It's like project, not pilot. Okay, I'm trying one last time and then I'm just gonna have to learn to let it go. Word for TV show idea. Spec? It's like a spec or something like that. I don't think that's what it is. It's not development. It's not a pitch. It's not script. Jesus. Uh, it'll come to me later. And, and it, I, I've had this conversation several times and I forget the word every time, but maybe it's, maybe it's spec, but I really, that doesn't feel where it is not pitch spec script, something like that. I don't know. Concept. Nope. All right. Well, thanks for listening to me. Struggle my brain. That's just, that's every day. God damn it. <sighs> it's like formula. You know what I mean? It's like a formula. Another word for formula. Oh God, I, I, I'm trying to, guys, this is my life. I desperately can't let it go. I desperately can't let it go. My neuroses will not let it go. All right. I'm going to try to move forward with my life. Point is people are dying on double decker buses. Don't get them. And I drove today day, like the first, like, 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 I think it was actually on Friday. I could be wrong. Maybe Thursday that this happened. I picked, I picked my mom up. No, it was the day I got the car. It was Friday. 
Yeah, it's Monday morning, and I swear to God, there's a double. This happened at rush hour on Friday, and there's actually people on the double-deckers again today at the same blocks away from where it happened on the double-decker buses, on the top floor of them, right in the front, right where the last people died. People are sitting in the fucking spots like, like, oh, well, I guess it reset the lottery numbers, you know? I can't think of that fucking word. It's it's gonna be in the back of my head. I'm just I'm gonna be continuously distracted by it. Anyways, um, I it just reminded me that you know what? Like it sucks that people died. It really did. But people forget that it's a fucking gamble. Every time you get in a car, it's a gamble. You're playing the lottery with your life. You get in a car, you get in a plane, you get on a goddamn jet ski. All of this stuff has risk. We're not designed as land animals to be flying at 120 kilometers or 80, what is it, 55 miles an hour? That's not 55, is it? 55 is 100. Like, let's say, say like 70 miles an hour. We're not designed to be going that fast, all right? So when you get in something that can do that, you're playing, it's like getting on a roller coaster. People are afraid to get on a roller coaster. Like, well, people die on them. Yeah, people die in cars too. But you're getting in it and and you don't realize like I'm rolling the dice and I'm hoping that today's not the day where I hit that one in a million chance, you know? And sometimes you hit that chance where you bump into another car, fuck damaged car, but no way. Sometimes you hit that other car or that other car hits you and you get fucking paralyzed or hospitalized, right? Sometimes you lose limbs. And then there's that horrible one where you lose your fucking life. Happens in planes and everything like that. But every day we get in and again, taking for granted or feeling entitled that Oh, it's just not going to be me. You just get in this thing. It's not a thing. Sometimes you get on the bus and you're like, I'm putting my life in someone else's hand. Those, and those three people and 20 some others that were injured, those were the people whose fucking quote unquote lucky numbers were up that day. That day, they were the ones who hit those odds. You know, everyone would love that to be their lottery numbers, but they hit those fucking odds of today's the day you, you die on the bus. You never go home again. It's just, I'm not trying to frighten anybody or bring anyone down, but just as as a society, like we forget all the time that, you know, just because you get in a car and you know where you're going and this and that, like, doesn't mean that everyone else on the road is being safe, that there isn't some sort of condition. Doesn't mean it's like fucking playing the final destination. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, maybe, maybe death's coming for you and there's nothing you can do to avoid it. Maybe it's just your time, whatever. But it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. You know, cause you can be fucking walking down the street to avoid it. And still someone swerves and, and takes you out, right? Look at that van in Toronto. Anyways, somber note. I need to think of that word or I will not, I won't be able to, I'm going to have to call someone I know and be like, what is the name of that? It's not concept, whatever. I, I might have, you guys might have to wait till next episode to, to get it. I do want to say this. I got a card right before I started the podcast. I got a card in the mail from my. Uh, insurance people who've been helping me all week last week. And you know how I told you guys I hate when businesses just send you a Christmas card. It's like, hey, Merry Christmas. Buy something from us, right? Or don't forget about us. I just, I was like, what a waste of paper. And it drives me crazy. I got a birthday card from my insurance company. There is zero insurance branding or logoing or, or criteria on this card. It is merely a birthday card. When I opened it up, uh, it has about 10 signatures on it. They are all in, you know, not at all of them, sorry, but they're in different pen colors. So there's black, blue, pink, red. There's all sorts of different pen colors on it. You can tell it's a real card that they actually passed around the office. Um, now they could just say, okay, guys, you know, we got a month's worth of birthday cards that we're doing here. Just sign all of them at once. doesn't matter how they do it. You open this up. It looks personalized and it's, it's pitching me absolutely nothing. 
still brilliant. It's still, still, a, you know, a marketing method, but just the idea that like they took the time it's hand handwritten and passed around and they just sent it to me with, with zero branding or anything like that. Um, very cool. Very cool of them. You know, it doesn't even say like, Hey, from the whole team at like, Nope, not even that just literally it's their sticker as a return address on the envelope. That's the only reason I know that was from them. The card itself is just happy birthday, all of their signatures on it. I do appreciate that. So, you know, those other ones where you open it up, it's a generic card. No one has signed anything. They all look the same. It's just their fucking logo and, and their phone number and their details. It's like a business card that folds that they can just be like, Hey, Merry Christmas, but here, just buy some shit. Anyway. So that's all I'm going to talk about last week. Okay. 43 minutes. I thought I was doing good at 21, 43. And I will, I will think of that word. God damn it. I won't until the podcast is over and I will not stop Googling it till I get it, but I will put it in the notes for next week. Um, so, all right. Talking about Skynet and a new vehicle. All right. With things I don't know how to do. I am reading from my partners at portablepress.com this week. Uncle John's bathroom reader. Robotica, mechanical marvels and mind melting machines of the past, present and future. Uh, so the article I chose to, to, uh, to read this week was the, uh, not so hard drive. So something, you know, smart thinking for itself machines, also car themed because I picked up my new vehicle. I haven't really talked about the car to be honest with you. I got, I got the HRV Honda HRV 2019 touring. I love it. It's got all sorts of nice features on it. It's basically a Honda fit with a bigger chassis, a little bit more space in it. I'm so happy with it thus far, but I need some warm weather to go out and drive. I need some spare time to go out and drive and just enjoy the ride. Um, even though I was driving around today, I was driving around my mom's vehicle because mine is in getting the tinting done. So anyways, um, not the not so hard drive driving is such a hassle. You have to keep your hands on the wheel. Remember where you're going and pay attention. Try not to hit bus shelters. Uh, who has the time, right? Google is self-driving cars at its headquarters and sorry, Google is self-driving cars at its headquarters in Mountain View, California. The Google robotic car is a Toyota Prius outfitted with $150,000 of upgrades, including a laser that maps the car's immediate environment. While the cars have caused no reported accidents and follow all traffic laws, one resident complained they are a safety hazard. Drivers may be so spooked by driveless cars that they're more likely to crash themselves. Um, well, they're stupid and they shouldn't be, oh, there's no problem. bang, just, yeah, maybe that's what happened. There's a self-driving car. There's a Tesla behind this bus. That's, that's, that's dumb though. It's like saying so scared. So it's like, you can't put a billboard up of a, of a new horror movie. Cause you might scare a driver and then they crash. It's like the, the level that people go to, to not be accountable for their own behavior now is mind boggling. Um, I just, it's, it's hysterical to me. Um, experts say that fully autonomous cars may hit the market in as little as five years. The biggest roadblock four States actually have laws banning autonomous cars or autonomous vehicles, I should say. And that guy's not so hard drive from my partners at portablepress.com. Huh? Nice, quick and a short one. Um, yeah, you can actually check out like a lot of the self-driving stuff from Tesla. Like I remember a lot of people were talking about that and they're like, well, it's spooky. And what if they, what if they hit a baby? If you look at the videos online and see what those things are actually scanning and looking at while they're driving, it is infinitely, infinitely more than what human beings. There's no way you could possibly look and process as much as this thing is. It's reading signs. It's reading faces of people. It's like, it, it's identifying everything. It's amazing. Um, 
and I remember myself thinking like, fuck, well, if it has to make like a human decision of like, do I hit a baby or do I hit a woman? Like I thought, does it only start registering as soon as someone steps into its line, like into its path, but it's not, it's reading everything like a, like almost 180 degrees. So it sees all the faces on the sidewalk. So in the event that even someone started to, started to take a step, it would stop. You know, it's not like a woman runs out and then it's, it has to recognize and process like a human. It's already sees what everyone is doing long before reading speed limit signs, uh, traffic lights. Amazing. You can check out the videos on, uh, on YouTube and such. So just take a look, Tesla's and, and Google smart cars. So, uh, they're coming, but yeah, getting back to that whole people are like, oh, well, they might see it and get distracted. Everyone. Yeah. That's what happened. You shouldn't be worried about what's behind the wheel of another car. You should be worried about whether that, that car is heading into your lane or whatever. Let that car commute itself. Driving cars still put signals on and stuff. So just pay attention to the parts that you're supposed to pay attention to. Stop bitching and complaining because you're like, well, but what if, what if I get scared? Then you shouldn't be driving. You fucking retard. That one got into my mouth faster than I could pull it back. I still mean it. I still thought it, but not in the special needs way. Uh, it more in the, what the fuck is wrong with you? You mental midget midget, you mental little person. Uh, <laughs> that's what, that's what it bothers me. Like there's a saying that those who cannot control their emotions want to control other people's behavior. They get upset. They can't handle it. So let's, well, we should put laws in place so that other people can't don't say that word. Cause it triggers me. You can't say I don't, I don't just relax, be a fucking person. All right. I got insecurities and shit too, but I'm not walking around telling everybody else they got to change the way that they are. I got to get fucking stronger, right? Need a better support system. Go around telling everybody else they got to change because you can't handle your feelings. I'm triggered by red cars. Get them off the road. No, they should be illegal because they look, it's a, I feel like the sun is coming at me. They, they're fat. They're red. I don't understand. It reminds me of blood. It makes me think of car accidents. And I, and then I get scared and I hesitate and I get in an accident. It's just, it shouldn't be on the road. Fucking morons. All right. Positive podcast this week. This is what happens guys. At least I'm getting it done early in the day, right? It's two o'clock early in the day. That's not really, not really. At least it's not late at night. All right. Absolute comedy guys. I will be doing some spots there this month in preparation for my, uh, my headlining week next month, February 19th to 24th. You can see yours truly at the Ottawa absolute comedy, but there's great shows at absolute comedy all the time at all three locations, Kingston, Ottawa, and Toronto. Check out absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Oh, and in the meantime, I've done a couple, of course, I've still been doing a little bit of Red Dead Redemption here and there. Great game. Great way to escape the, the troubles and woes of the day. Nowhere near as much as I had the previous week because I had car shit to do, guys. But I was playing, uh, I was playing Red Dead. I had Sir Simon, uh, the basement dweller <laughs> up here with me. And we were sipping on some Summersby. 
All right. And I'm telling you guys, Summersby, one of the amazing lines in the Cronenberg, sorry, not Cronenberg, Carlsberg family, Cronenberg being another one, right? Carlsberg beers aren't even that bad, right? Get a chance to sit on, sip on one of those Carlsbergs. They're pretty outstanding as well. But the lines that I get them to drop off here at the old one man podcast headquarters is the Summersby line, which features regular Summersby, their flagship flavor, delicious apple, right? And then they got the semi-dry. If that one's a little too sweet for you, semi-dry, same great taste, half the sugar. Um, and then what else? Oh man. Blackberries, delicious pears, delicious red rhubarb, watermelon, the list goes on. Um, but yeah, grab yourself a summer's beer. If you like a cider, my buddy, Peter was telling me that he, uh, he actually prefers the ciders because the beer has been a little rough on his gut lately. So if you end up, uh, if you're somebody who's maybe having a little bit of issue with the, the gluten or whatever, then maybe Summers B is the answer for you. Cronenberg, of course, delicious beer. Cronenberg Blah being a nice white beer with a and delicious fruity citrus taste. And then, of course, the newest flavor, Cronenberg Blah Fru Rouge. Fru Rouge, Fru Rouge, Fruit, Fruits Rouge. Fruit Rouge is the French way of saying that, but it's look it's still spelled the same as Fruits. Fru Rouge. <laughs> Cronenberg Blah. I actually was speaking with Kelly. Uh, my, uh, my new rep, and he's going to be bringing me some of them tasty, tasty beverages in the near future. So looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah. So check out uh, some Cronenberg and Summers B for yourself. Put that tasty sauce to your lips. And finally, did I forget anyone? Did I? Not a fucking chance. Not a chance do I forget these guys because I loves them. Oh, I loves ya. Always have. Um, my pals at DK Dorling Kindersley, uh, dot com. <laughs> dkdorlingkindersley.com no 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 dk.com slash ca here in Canada dk.com in the states this week's book is called Flora I was very very excited to receive Flora I saw it on their website a while back and was like I gotta have me this Inside the Secret World of Plants everybody now it might sound a little goofy this is of course another beautifully beautifully designed book in partnership with the Smithsonian right so if it's got Smithsonian on it you know it's additional quality because they are absolutely outstanding and this book if you're interested in plants this is not about like planting and pruning and things like that this is actually about the different classifications of plants all sorts of in-depth uh, looks on how roots work. So they have everything from like roots, trunks and bodies, stems, and then right up to the flowers and petals and pollens and things like that of plants. So it's, it is very descriptive on how roots work and in different plant systems, how plants go about absorbing nutrients, um, just how nature has worked over the years in terms of like just the impression that plants have given, um, everything from nitrogen fixing to, uh, contractile roots, all sorts of things like that. Um, I, I won't make this a long one because it's, um, well, it's hard to talk. There's so much variations of plants that to, to try, it's got this and it's got this. I'd go on forever. All right. I really am trying to take your guys' feedback and, and not go so long on some things and not maybe do too short on others. But I mean, even the stem defense like system, there's like a whole series of pages that have beautifully illustrated stems with, with thorns and stuff. So you see rose thorns, how they look different from like, um, geez, what's another example, like spine, spine thorns on certain things. Um, 
yeah, it's it's particularly cool because it actually talks about how they defend themselves. Uh, talking about certain trees that have like different saps and things like that, that that in resins that you know keep animals and bugs and things like that off of them. Um, the different leaf shapes and how leaves actually designed to get rid of water. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but if water beads up on a leaf, um, the the light from the sun can actually use that that you know uh, drop of water as a magnifying glass glass, and it'll actually burn leaves. So that's why if you ever like misting leaves, a lot of people tell you like mist leaves, you, you almost have to like mist them, but then give them a little shake off so that they don't have beads of like droplets because those droplets will, you know, turn into magnifying glass and actually burn your leaves. Um, it's got everything from like fall colors and showing you how certain leaves will change color. Just the, the beauty of it leaves in extreme conditions, stuff like that. Um, even how some plants create their own reservoirs of water by creating pools in the middle. Um, everyone knows that. Well, everyone knows. That's another statement that's interesting. Everyone's like, oh, everyone knows. Ah, do they? I don't think they do. Um, but a lot of people know that that uh, plants, the, the reason that flowers come on plants, a lot of them, um, is to attract bees. Everyone talks about how bees, uh, everyone there again. Um, there are quite a large amount of those speaking on behalf of bees about how, how important bees are to the ecosystem. And they are because bees are the ones that transfer pollen, right? So the reason plants create flowers and stuff is to attract bugs and and more specifically bees to come and take the pollen then they go and it you know, sticks to them they go and land on other plants and that's how that's one example of cross-pollination that exists and 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 fertilization is it fertilization i guess you know so that's uh that's really cool that like that's that another time that sort of just reminds you how amazing and miraculous nature is the idea that a plant would create something would, would genetically create something to attract a completely different species because that's how it thrives and stays alive. It's like, hey, hey bees, come over here. Which is another reason also why we lose bees, you know, we lose plant pollination and things like that too, right? So um, a big aspect of it. We can do it ourselves, but this is things that like, you know, animals and, and insects are doing in nature. The, like I said, there's plants that, that pool water so that they can, they can create their own reservoirs in the event that they can't get access to it. Like it's fucking amazing. It's amazing how nature works and the pictures and the explanations on these, these books, the different, all the different kinds of plants and how they work are in here. Um, if you have a, a green thumb at all, if you have an interest in, in nature, science, um, just, you know, or, or plants and flowers. This is an amazing book and it, and it does all sorts of different things from seeds and how, how, you know, uh, the different plants eliminate their seeds or disp dispatch their seeds. That's a good one. Dandelions are, are a perfect example of that, right? Because they've got them where you literally got kids picking them up and blowing on them and they just, they all just fly away. Well, those are seeds, motherfuckers, you know? So I, uh, I won't go, I won't go any more into it. If you're, if you care enough, then hopefully you're already hooked and you're going to want to take out this great book. Um, and if you don't care, well then look, I've saved you some time. So this book for those with a green thumb, you know, or just an interest in science and plants. And it's absolutely guys, absolutely visually stunning. It doesn't read like an encyclopedia, the DK books. I, I hope that all of you have had a chance to just in passing somewhere in a bookstore or something at someone else's house, seen a DK book. These are not just texts textbooks. The visuals in these are absolutely stunning. They keep you wanting to turn pages and to learn more and to see exactly what they're describing. So fl Flora, Inside the Secret World of Plants from my partners at DK, Dorling Kindersley, DK.com. Um, great, great people, great folks. I love um, 
sorry, I'm, I'm still updating my Apple Watch here. It's popping up with uh, things here. I'm not going to do this right now. We're going to do this in a minute because I got to do the touch and go. Yeah, dk.com slash CA, dk.com in the States. Just check out their entire life. They got great books about absolutely everything. And I, uh, I personally, personally uh, recommend everything that they have. Um, if you're into something, odds are they've got a book on it and it's way more in depth than a lot of things out there. So, uh, thank you to all my partners. It is time for touch and go guys. Um, I just wanted to, uh, one of the people that I wanted to call, uh, is, uh, is Chris from, from, uh, Barhaven Honda. I'm really, really grateful for the entire team there. They actually put a rush order on my, uh, vehicle. Originally they had the wrong color listed on the sales sheet. Um, because we were still putting everything together. We had to order something and they weren't even available yet. Right. We were pre-ordering and, uh, they'd actually put the red on. I was like, Oh, when Naron called me, he's like, we got good news. Your, your red, uh, HRV is going to be in on such and such, you know, time frame." And I was like, uh, we're going black, buddy. I'm not doing fucking red. Red feels like a, like a lady sports car, you know? So <laughs> not to be judgmental, but I was just like, yeah, I don't want, I don't like red cars. I don't care how sporty it is. I just don't want red. I'm not a, you know, I'm not trying to pretend something's a Ferrari when it's not, you know? And it, like I said, even still, even if it was a Ferrari, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want red. I want something a little more low profile. Black feels professional and kind of, kind of, I like that. There's a classiness to black, you know, black goes with everything. You know what I'm saying? It's very slimming. Um, plus then I can use the N word, right? Because I go, ah, it's all right. I can say that my car's black. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course, I don't need my car to be black for that. Uh, <laughs> kidding. I hope no one's triggered. Uh, and I said triggered. Okay. Just based on the last conversation. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I really appreciate all the hard work that those guys did. They, they busted their ass to get, they, they made a, they actually, when they found out that they, they had made them, like they're on it. They, they're like, Oh, our mistake. And, and the original notes had black in it, but I guess they're like, we don't know how this mistake was made, but they actually got, um, because it was already on its way. They actually made a deal with a different dealership and got my model in from a different dealership, had to do a few trades and whatever, but they, they got it done and they even got it to me sooner. Um, because they'd made a trade with a, a different dealership, whatever. So I really appreciate all the hard work that those guys did. They did everything to make me happy. They never made me feel like I was a pain in the ass. Like even I didn't actually, here's the thing. When I went in to, to, to pick up the, um, the all seasons for my HRV in the fit, um, I was just waiting for them to finish and I was going to carry the tires into the car myself when, uh, and so Chris and I were shooting the shit and, uh, one of the ladies from the ins, the, the, the service section comes over and she goes, she goes, uh, we got all the tires loaded into the back of the car for you. And, uh, we even gave it a wash or whatever. So they, like, they washed the, the fit for me. It was covered in friggin' salt and everything from the winter. They, they loaded everything in the car for me and washed it all above and beyond. Um, so I just got to say that these guys are wicked cool. So I just wanted to give Chris a call and just thank him and maybe let him tell you guys, uh, one of the weird things that, uh, that ha happened. Cause I'm a constant fucking ham. So I, uh, when we were, when we were setting up the features of the vehicle, I, uh, I just gave him a cheap fucking laugh. I didn't crack it up in the passenger seat. I really hope he's not with a client or something so that I'm not bugging him. Bobbity boop, squeep, squap. You have reached the voicemail box. Ah, what a bummer. We'll have to do it some other time. All right. Well, who else do I have lined up here? Maybe we'll do, uh, let's do, uh, let's see if Mikey's available. He's probably going to answer like he always does in his professional manner. 
but maybe it'll encourage him to want to listen to the podcast again. Mikey was telling me yesterday that he has not, uh, not, not listened in a little while. Sir Mike speaking. Sir Mike speaking. Mike, welcome to the podcast, buddy. What's up? How you doing? Not bad. You? Not bad, not bad. That's good. I thought I'd do a, a little touch and go segment with you since, uh, since, you know, I've, I've been bothering other people. And since we just had an opportunity to hang out last night, I told the listeners that we haven't seen each other since our trip, that it might just Pretty be, uh, yeah, that it might just be fun to sort of call and say a quick what's up to you. Cool. How's the day going? Good. Keeping busy at work as always. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I still don't quite understand what you do, but I love that your response to that is good. <laughs> Every time you're like, good. I'm like, I still know what you do. You're like, good. <laughs> that makes it good for you, right? Then there's other, other people after your job. That's right. Sweet beans. So, um, you and I played, uh, played a board game last night. We played a, uh, degenerate gambling board game, uh, called yeah. camel up, which I played camel with tits up. camel tits up. <laughs> That's, uh, which one of my friends, uh, or, and, and listeners of the podcast, Chris, uh, first introduced me to, uh, and then you were off to, did you end up going to the club? Absolute last night. I did. I ended up popping in, uh, and I got into Niles set. Awesome. Uh, and that's about it. And then obviously I hung out afterwards and hung out with, uh, with, uh, Chris and Niles and Simon, and the other door guys that are usually there and saying hi. That's cool. Good show. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I gave uh, Simon a ride home afterwards. Oh, isn't that nice of you? I know. Right. Simple Simon. Yeah. I saw him <laughs> last night when he got in briefly. I was, I was up and down again. I I'm my prostate's not working. <laughs> I love that you said that. I, that's, that's what I'm just calling it now. I'm like, yeah, my prostate's not working. I, yeah. In the last, in the last like four days, every time I'm like loading or unloading something or in the middle of something like in crazy, like physically intensive, I yeah. will just immediately have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, well, I can't go for 20 minutes cause I'm doing this. Uh. So I don't know what it is. I just, but, but every day I've ended up in a shit. I have to go to the bathroom right now and can't just yeah. part of you. Have you done your, your prostate exam at your age right now? I'm 36. Well, I'm not 36 yet. I'm 36 on Saturday. Okay. So uh, no, if you want to come over and stick your finger, my bum, you can. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, you're a good friend. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're close. We and then, you know again. what? And then you're supposed to do it, what every week afterwards for the rest of your life or. I think so. I think you're supposed to milk it every now and then. It's, uh... Oh, really? That's weird. <laughs> no. so you got to pull it out and squeeze on it until stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just try to rip it out of the back end. That's disgusting. It's like Kegels. It's like Kegels. That's what it is. It's like oh yeah. Kegels. I get these weird throbbing pains in my taint. Is that my prostate? No, that's a weird throbbing pain in your taint. Okay, sorry. Yeah. You're, I forgot. That's right. You 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 fix websites, not human beings, right? All right. No, keep, no. <laughs> keep forgetting what kind of doctor you are. Uh, that's right. <laughs> but the day's going well. Doing well, yeah. Yeah, I was telling everybody that you're still doing comedy. Things are going well with you, so that's sure. awesome. Hey, do you have any shows that uh, are particularly important to you that you want to plug with with the, the public forum here? Well, on uh, January 22nd, I'm appearing on the Yuck Yucks Victor Wish competition. Sorry, uh, I'm going to have to edit that part out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just oh, joking. Yeah. It's an absolute comedy <laughs> sponsored podcast. No, that's fine. Winter Wish at uh, Yuck Yucks on January 22nd? Sure, um, I'll be appearing at Absolute Comedy on February 13th, okay. just before Valentine's Day, if uh, you want to give me that spot. No, and, you're uh, doing both. Yeah, and, and I have uh, probably going to try to see if I can pop into as many spots as I can, probably show up the club and see if I can swipe. It's funny because yesterday uh, I was told afterwards that a uh, certain opener for the show last night didn't show up, and uh, if I'd have gotten a bear, 
it earlier, I probably could have maybe swiped an eight-minute spot ah. as an opener. Sorry, buddy. No, it's not your fault, man. I chose to come see you instead, but uh, it's one of those lessons learned where I'm thinking, oh, these <laughs> Never things happen. visit me. Never yeah, visit. <laughs> things happen. I mean, I Go to the club, the club first, randomly. then come over here. Yeah, exactly. Then figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. I'm sorry you missed out on that, but hey, two uh, two things coming up in the near future: January 22nd at Yuck Yucks, and a better show yeah. February 13th. <laughs> Absolute yeah. comedy. Those are confirmed dates. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. I don't, don't want to keep you too long. I every time I do one of these touch and goes, I'm like, it should be like a five minute just, hey, how's it going? What's new? Blah blah blah, and gone. And then I get into discussions with people because talking to people is way more fun than talking to myself. It is. Yeah. So after an hour, sometimes hour and a half of just talking to myself, I'm like, oh, this call is very refreshing. <laughs> it's a good it's a good break from from the monotony of trying to uh wrestle with your thoughts which is what you do in most of your uh most of your podcasts yeah yeah I basically dude i'm start, I'm, I'm trying to think of the name and it's killing me and I, and if mm-hmm. you listen to this episode you're going to hear me like numerously just stopping and going fuck what is it called okay, okay. do you know what they call when you're when you're um like the the like the the not concept and not spec or whatever but like, you know, when you're writing a TV show, they call it the, like the form. it's not formula. Oh, fuck. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No, I give me more context. To what you. I'm trying to, it's like, it's like what you call like the, like, it's not a pitch. It's not a pilot. It's like what they call the show. Like, like, uh, like, um, it's not formula, but it's along the lines of formula, along the lines of concept, uh, premise what like if it's none of those words it's like a specific okay. word that that you know fucking it's killing me it's fucking um, no i like i i know a lot of the synonyms but it's kind of like it's almost like formula is almost mm. it's like a synonym of formula i thought you might know it but it's it's absolutely consuming me my neuroses will not let me let go of it until i find the word for it I mean, yeah, you've, I'm, you've listed a bunch of words and those words are now stuck in my head. Yeah. So it's like, that's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there's probably a word out there for what you're trying to describe. And once you say it, you're going to be like, oh yeah. Um, but no, I don't plot line. The plot. No, no. <laughs> like, I, like I know it's, it's not a common word and it, it doesn't yeah. even sound right, but it's like when, when you say it in terms of, it's like, yeah, like I, I, oh, I sold the. You know who'd know it would be Ward Anderson. I'm going to have to call Ward and ask him. Mm. I'm going to have to call Ward and ask him. Mm. All right. Con- okay. That's what I'm going to do. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to let you get back to work. I'm going to call Ward and we're going to get this goddamn answer. Sounds good, man. All right, dude. Have a great day. It was great seeing you. We're going to hang again soon, right? Yeah. See you very soon. All right, buddy. All right. See you, Cheers. Bye. All right. We're doing this. We're calling Ward. And I got to make this a really quick, really quick. Uh, Really quick, but Ward, if there's anyone who should know this word, it's Ward. And I hope he's available. Hello. Good, sir, Ward Anderson. How are you? Hey, buddy. How are you, Josh? Not too shabby. You are on my podcast right now. I'm just calling in real quick. I've been struggling with a word on the podcast here, and I am confident that you're the man who will have the answer because, like, two people have not been able to help me yet. Okay. Okay. So, you know there's like a, there's a special word for like the idea of a show, not a pitch, not a spec. Maybe it's I, spec is the closest one that I'm, I'm to it, but it's like the concept or like the idea like that you would, that you would, but you know what that word is? It's like formula or something like that. It's not that, but it's close. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I mean, there's several things cause you, cause the way you're saying it is vague. So okay, it could be sorry. the log line, it could be the plot synopsis. It can be the, um, 
It could be the concept. Uh, it's more along the lines of the concept. Like I know that's not the word, but I've heard uh, it a few times, but it's kind of like they, they, it's not pitch. It's not pilot. Like I know all those words, but it's almost like, yeah, I'm working on a, on a, you know, a, a it's almost like the, honestly, like the inception of, of the, the show. And it's like uh, the, the kind of thing that you patent, right? Like, like on, on survivor, the idea of people stuck on an Island or whatever, like that you can, in terms of TV shows or whatever, you can sort of copyright that quote unquote word. That's the fucking one. Thank you. That's what I was <laughs> yeah. like. It's like formula. I'm like, it feels like lab and scientific, the treatment. Thank you. I knew yeah. you'd be the fucking guy who had the answer. I appreciate that. <laughs> you got it, pal. Thanks, man. I uh, Things are going good? Yeah, sure. It's been good two weeks since I saw you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, fuck. Things change on a, in a day over here. Uh, two weeks ago, Touché. two weeks ago, three more people on buses in Ottawa were alive. So. <laughs> <sighs> Touche. When you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I have you. I, I usually do these little segments on the podcast that I call touch and go, where I'll just call someone briefly. And I was chatting with, with, uh, with someone else a few moments ago. And I was just like, yeah, you're not, you're not I'm like, I'm like, you know what? You're not helping. I got to call ward. Ward will know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Thanks, man. The treatment is exactly the word that I was looking for. Thank you. Um, what's new and exciting with you. Anything that you want to plug here while you have a, a format and an audience? <laughs> oh, I got my stand-up special kind of sort of grown up, which comes out this summer, summer of 2019. Sweet. Check it out. What do you got on Amazon prime? What's the name of the show? Off stage with ward Anderson. Booyah. Also available in its entirety on YouTube. Is it? Yep. Okay. Wicked. Wicked. Thanks buddy. Dude, I appreciate the help, but I'm sorry. I don't keep you along. We don't do these, uh, these chats, but you were an absolute hero because this podcast episode is every 10 minutes, me going back to can't think of the word and I can't let it go. My neuroses wouldn't let me let it go until I figured it out. By all means. So I appreciate that. You've really given me, I can't tell you the amount of mental peace that you've given me by giving me that word. Treatment is exactly <laughs> what I was looking for. It's no big deal. I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks pal. Bye. Bye. There you go, guys. That's how my life is. But we got it. Treatment is the word. The treatment of the show. That's the fucking word. Um, man. Oh, can I just tell you guys? Like, it's like someone just poured like oh, like warm water all over the frozen brain lands. Like, oh yeah. The hot bath for my brain. I just and I and I don't and then you know what? This will happen again where I'm having this conversation, and treatment will have escaped me yet again. But for now. Maybe if one of you is sitting near me, the next time this happens, you will have remembered it because your brains still work, but look at the fucking progress we're making. And it's an hour and 12 minutes in the podcast and we are finishing up guys this week. I am going to be at the Rito center who, what, uh, working with Sony again. So I will be doing the PlayStation VR demos, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, Saturday, as I mentioned in the phone call, I was going to save it till later on to tell you guys, but it came out in conversation. It's my birthday on Saturday. Yay. So I am, uh, I've got it. I'm going to be hanging out with crystal. Her and I have plans. We're going to do, uh, we're going to play some PlayStation VR. We're going to, uh, hang out, maybe check out a movie or something like that. I enjoy hanging out with that lady and, um, yeah, spend a time. It's very, very cool. I've enjoyed being able to see, you know, Mika lately. I've enjoyed being able to see Chris lately. I'm still trying to get an opportunity. Actually, I haven't seen Chris lately, but Chris and I have been trying to work something out. It was nice to be able to see my buddy Peter a couple times working on that. So Pete, I can't wait to hang out with you. Uh, my buddy, Mark Forward, 
uh, who I haven't seen in a long time. Sorry, Mark. I hope you don't mind me saying both your first and last name on the podcast, but I appreciate, uh, you know, the fact that Mark and I are trying to get together soon. So I'm actually trying to see if I can link up a time where Mark, Chris and I, cause we're all sort of in the same neck of the woods can all get together, maybe fuck around, have some drinks, play some board games. Um, I'd love to be able to see, you know, Pete, I want to see you soon. Uh, I want to see Jimmy. Jimmy with the kids is a little difficult. I know Mika's got another one on the way soon. So I've been very, very fortunate and grateful that I've had an opportunity to hang out with Meeks. Uh, you know, Jim, I look forward to seeing you soon too. I'm trying to make it work everybody. And again, working on having some more spare time. I, you know what? I, I wish I could just, I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was just going to say that's no, so nonchalantly, but I was going to, uh, I'd love to just, you know, be comfortable with my sexuality, get a job as a fluffer or some sort of male prostitute. And I don't care. I don't care what gender wants to hire me, right? Cause I'm open-minded and I'm comfortable. I'm not, um, not comfortable, totally open-minded, <laughs> not comfortable, right? I wish I could just get a job as a prostitute and make like 400 bucks, you know, a customer for like five hours on a Friday and then just take the next week off. You know what I mean? First two days, it's hard to sit down. So maybe I'd lay down and do the stuff I want to do. <laughs> Ah, oh, you, you ladies got it easy, man. You just open up a pair of, oh, fuck Josh. I'm just joking, but I upset myself even sometimes. All right. I'm fucking around and I hope no one's taking this shit seriously, but man, those vaginas you ladies got meh credit cards with no limits, credit cards with no limits. You got anyways. <laughs> so that's, that's the only big stuff I've got planned for this week. And I'm very excited. Um, the fuck around not driving everywhere but doing the PlayStation stuff during the week, doing the birthday stuff on the weekend, and then who knows what happens. But guys, you want to tell me what's going on with you, you know where you can send that goddamn email, contact at onemanpodcast.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Tell me what's going on with you. Thank you to my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, summersby, and dk.com slash ca, or of course, in the United States, dk.com, or any in the world, hey, just Google DK Books. You're going to find them. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. One Man Podcast will find you on all four of those platforms you can also subscribe guys if you if you're not subscribed please do subscribe if you're listening to this on one of the social media platforms you're like oh this is kind of interesting uh how do i hear this at my leisure for free whenever i want well you can subscribe on itunes spotify google play music um there's numerous other ones but those are the big the, the big players right there if there's something you want to subscribe on that uh, that i haven't listed you can always contact me where contact at one man podcast.com of course or reach out on any of the social medias. I can respond to you from there as well. But if you do subscribe, I would love for you guys to, you know, give it a five-star review and please uh, write a review. Just take two seconds and go, Hey, love the podcast. Josh is great. Or just even take two seconds and go review. This is a review. You're welcome. Send or enter. Okay. Submit whatever it is. Um, that's the podcast guys. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you next time I talk to you. I will be a man of 36 years and, um, you know, a little older, probably not much wiser if at all, but uh, I look forward to talking with you guys again soon. Thank you for listening, but my week would love to hear from you. Are you sticking to your resolutions? I have made, uh, I've made one to eat better. I have stuck to zero, um, doing, I guess better, but I can't, I really can't give myself any credit. You know what I mean? So, uh, it is what it is. So I, I hope that you are, and I would love to hear about it. So send me an email contact at one man Tell me what's going on with you. And, uh, I will chat with you guys soon.
Shut up and drive, 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 drive. Shut up and drive. 